Peace to the world. It's your boy, Mikey Box 3Xs, because I'm nasty, and you are now tuned in to the Wine Night Podcast. I am with my lovely co-host, Nia Bia. How you doing? Well, I know. I was about to say, dang, I don't even get to say, and it's Nia Bia. I was like, oh, okay, you got it. <laughs> like, I wasn't sure if he was going to pick it up. Yeah. I mean, you ain't you ain't give me the opportunity, King. You know, you have to allow. I'm going to make decisions for you. No, no, you have to allow, you know, growth to be there. You have to be like, it's your boy, Mikey Barks 3Xs, cause I'm nasty and it's my co-host. And then I'm pretty sure, you know, we've been doing this for a little while. I don't know, there be times where I be thinking I could throw you the lob and then you be like, what do I do? <laughs> hey man, I mean, it's the same on the other side and I'm gonna have to just continue to throw it up there, you know, and then if it, if it goes in, it goes in. And if it don't, we just gonna have to edit it. So it's what, <laughs> it is what it is, you know what I'm saying? So. It's one take, it's one take mic. I only do this shit <laughs> I mean, I hear you, but you know, I'm here. It is your girl, Mia Bia. I'm a lot point five, we here. Okay, okay. Um, It's again, as always, it's been about a week since, well, less than a week this time. Uh, we had a little bit of a later episode this past week. But um, how was the weekend? How are you feeling Um, three days into the, into the week um you know i'm number one for happy labor so I'm you said what happy easter by the way i'm sorry i'm oh yeah happy Easter. i mean we definitely told our winners on our instagram happy um happy easter but yeah you are correct happy easter happy holidays for everyone i'm throwing the lob but then you over here fucking i don't know what is the problem so why can't i just live my life what is it that you're expecting of me as a black woman right now to provide to you? I, I I don't understand. What's the issue? Would you like to just, you know what, y'all? I'm exiting the podcast for the <laughs> Since Michael feels like he's just throwing it up and I'm throwing it on the ground, I hope that you all enjoy his solo episode all by his own self. But like I was saying before I was very really interrupted, happy holidays for everybody. I hope it was a safe holiday. I do hope you all enjoyed yourself. Um, and I hope y'all ate some good food in a safe way. Always a safe way, so. Right. Shout to Texas, um, having 40,000 people in attendance at their baseball game. I saw they were at full capacity, which is, full capacity. that's a lot for me. Um, <laughs> I, I've always wanted to visit Texas. I can say that that is the one state. Well, I mean, there's multiple states I have not visited, but that is the one state I have never touched you know foot in and i thought to myself like i would love to go to houston love to go to dallas you know the big the big stuff um and then i saw that and i said oh so y'all want florida's time so i'm gonna allow y'all to do that um and when y'all get over that is when <laughs> i probably will make my visit uh, so shout out to them and i hope everybody um was safe and if not uh mother nature you know do your thing girl do your thing Texas don't get enough um, credit for how it's on the same time and level as Florida. Like they kind of just- Florida before Florida was Floridaing. <laughs> pretty much like Texas is the original Florida. Like, Very much so in my book, you know, it's pretty much all the same thing. It's just a little bit more white, a little bit more yeehaw races. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, cause like, you know, the racism in Florida is just slightly different, right? It's a little bit more, I would say a little bit more covert than the racism, racism in Texas, you know, um, at least in my opinion. So that's, that's where we're at with that. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All right, so um, this time around y'all, we got a short episode. Um, you know, we gave y'all some fire last week. So, you know, you know, the headwinders in charge need a chance to just relax, you know what I mean? Come back, recharge. So we give y'all some more fire content. So, 
with that, my lovely, lovely co-host, beautiful co-host. Y'all see her out here with the hair, with the gold earring, <laughs> eyebrows. Is... What did that person say when, did you ever see that post when that white person got it backwards? Like they said, what was it? Nails on point, eyebrows on fleek or some shit. They, they basically did it backwards. I can't even do it because I would, I naturally want to do it right. But they basically- and Just do it naturally, you know what I'm saying? Like. Just doing that, because that's what we are. We are the pinnacle anyway. So you might as well set the bar and keep it going from there. We won't even say it, you know? This is- <laughs> don't, even, don't even give them time. You know what I'm saying? Some, they, they got the whole world. Why they got to have the five minutes of shine on our podcast, so. <laughs> so while we were just talking about that, I was looking. I just want to side note. I just looked up. I did not know Texas was bordering Mexico. Like, I knew that, but never really, like, solidified. No, let's move on. We've got other things to talk about. Right. Let's. <laughs> We're not- education truly failed me. But, um, it's truly, yeah, New York education, honestly, like every single day, like I worry about y'all in New York. So like, <laughs> I don't know what happened, what was going on. Nothing, Why? nothing actually. That's exactly. Oh, that's, yeah, you're right. Cause I've listened to a couple of podcasts and I'm like, y'all was struggling. I thought shit was bad everywhere. Y'all need to start suing some people, truly, honestly. To be mandatory therapy when you turn 18. Y'all know I'm out the womb. <laughs> Try to prevent and it. Let's yeah. All right. So, um, again, going into the episode. So, um, recently I was given a video on YouTube to watch. It was a summary of the book. If any, I don't know if you read it before. Um, the subtle art of not giving a fuck by Mark Manson, right? Right. right, orange book. Um, if you you've probably seen it, probably didn't read it, but I'm almost positive you you've probably seen this book before. Um, and I was given this 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 uh, this video. Somebody told me, like, yeah, it's like a really good uh, what do you call it? A uh, video to watch, really uh, good insight, things like that, right? But something that person said to me, they said the one problem is the book doesn't take into account identity and lived experience. Right. right. What they mean by that is this book basically, it's a self-help book, right? It's an anti-self-help book, but it still is a self-help book. And it's basically telling you how to determine what you're going to give a fuck about, right? And how you're going to live your life in a way that um, trend, you know, trends towards success, um, taking things out of your mind that don't need to be there. Um, and yeah, pretty much. Am I, do you feel like there's anything I'm missing? Um, I mean, giving, I would say without giving the book away, yeah, it's it's a anti self help self help book, right? <laughs> it's supposed to destigmatize some of the things that self help books, you know, usually okay. do talk about. Yeah, any type of life coaching. Um, he seems to be a little bit of a contrarian, but at the same time, just kind of demystifying what it means to help yourself and what it actually means in his regard to help yourself, so. Right, so, um, so again, thank you for adding that on. So again, with that being said, the person that sent me the video, they said that, hey, like the problem with this video and this book is that it doesn't take identity into consideration. For example, like the book is saying like, um, if you are worried about something, it's because you have nothing better to worry about. So for example, if you're worried about how people think of you, it's because you have nothing better to worry about. Or if you're worried about money, it's because you have nothing better to think about. 
And when I read that, when I heard that, my first thought was, well, you probably don't know what it's like to be like the one fat woman in the room that everybody's trying to like critique or has something to say about, right? Or you probably don't know what it's like for not only you to be broke, but your whole family to be broke. And it's on you to figure out how you're gonna feed these three to four kids with five to $10, right? Like, uh, you know, people laugh, you know, everybody hates Chris. They used to laugh about the how, get the McDonald's meal, one person get the fries, one person get the burger and share the drink. That's real shit for some people, right? And how do you tell those people, you know? Um, well, if you're worried about that, it's because you ain't got nothing better to worry about, you know? So um, with that being said, I um, <laughs> wanted to have a conversation about does our society, does our current society, the way, and I could say the whole society, but those of us who are more on the social justice side, more on the socially sensitive to those type of, um, you know, the, the experiences of people who are marginalized, that side of the society, right? Do we take identity and lived experiences into consideration too much to the point that we limit our ability to be successful, to be happy, to be, um, to just thrive? Hmm. <laughs> and I, I thought who better to have a conversation with than the person that <laughs> always needs that to be considered for that. I mean, when the world does not let me forget, right? It's really hard to say I'm being a little self-centered, right? Granted, there are some very conceited and self-centered people. I'm one of them, right? He does he definitely talks about that, right? Like, you know, you think that you're so important in this huge world. Like you're not. And to a certain extent, that is so true. Like you're not important when there's 7 billion people on this planet, right? Like who are you to be more important than anybody else, right? I, I think that's a very simplistic way to think about it. Um, I wonder because he is, at least he comes across to be a cis het white male, right? So cisgendered heterosexual white male because he did say that he was married to his wife so i'm going to assume and please correct me if that is not the case um but i wonder if he ever sat in a room and he was the only black woman there the only asian person there the only muslim there the only gay person there like you said the only fat person there um because he seems to be relatively in shape right um he doesn't seem like he's uh, too big, too small, whatever. He seems to be a pretty decent looking guy. Um, and I don't see any marginalized identities, right? And again, I could be very wrong. However, to excuse those things is a little naive and a little pompous is how it kind of came off, right? To a certain extent. Yes, I am one in seven billion. Also, yes, when I'm the only black person in the room and I get frustrated, I am now the angry black person. And that's something that I have to think about anytime I'm in a staff meeting, anytime I'm frustrated, anytime I raise my voice, or even if I'm with friends, right? Like colorism does not play a part in his identity at all. So if I'm screaming versus someone else who might be light skinned and they're screaming, I've seen it firsthand how that's such a different interaction, right? And how blatant it is in your face. And, and it's hard to not be very intrinsic and be very 
aware of your identities in those moments and who you are or who you want to be. There have been a lot of times I've just tried to be in a space, just tried to live in a space. And now that I look back on those times, I was very disappointed in myself, you know, before. Now I recognize that with what I had, I did the best that I could to keep myself in my identity safe. But I often think back and say like, how could I have been helpful in that situation with the identities that I do have? Why was I scared to do those things, right? And I had a lot of like coming to Jesus moments about <laughs> those situations, right? Like, and that's really hard for me. Um, and I'm sure it's really hard for other people and identities that I will never hold. Like for transgender people, I can only imagine what that might feel like. So no, I'm not more important than the next person. However, to say like, well, who are you to, no motherfucker, who are you? Like <laughs> to be telling me without recognizing and taking in all of these identities. And I have not read the book in full. I actually, for this conversation, did begin to, to read those books. And he does bring in um, different examples from, I would like to say a little bit all over the place. Like I do know he has an Asian person that he does talk about like in World War II um, that he mentions in his book and things of that nature. But again, missing that cultural aspect of it, missing that those identities that make us who we are, what we do so important, right? Um, and how we take up those spaces to be so important. There's not a moment when I walk out of this door that I cannot literally cannot for my safety not be aware of who I am and what my identities are. Um, so I think he meant well, but it was very, like, I think for white people, this is great. Read this book. <laughs> if you want to self-actualize and be amazing, like, do that. Read this book. Um, I would definitely say for my BIPOC people to, mm, I don't want to say take it with a grain of salt, but I think that with added text, this could be something that is useful. It could be a useful tool. Yeah, and, and one of these things, you know, you know, like you always say, nothing's black and white, right? So this advice yeah. could be um, useful, right? Um, yeah. Context in the right time, right setting, said the right way. Um, but what right. I want to get to is, does it well? Does it matter who's the person giving advice? And what I'm asking is, 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 is good advice negated because of the identity of the person who's giving the advice? I guess you have to break down what it means to have good advice and who's providing the advice, right? Like if I was to tell black women, cause you know, that's what you see on the outside. I am a black woman. Girl, don't, don't think about, you know, the pressures of society too much, do it. Do it, get out there, try it first. Don't hold yourself back versus a white man saying, girl, don't think about the pressures of the world. You know, do it, get out there. That, that, that comes across very different because I have those, I have those uh, experiences that are, you know, greatly understood when it comes to being a black woman, right? I can say like, hey girl, get out there, at least try it. And then when you stumble, you fall and you see these things and when you have pro progress, you'll know how to be better. You'll know how to do better. But if you don't start, you won't start. Versus if a white man says the same thing or a white woman or even somebody of any other um, like race or ethnicity was to say some of those things, you might take that differently because they don't have those shared experiences. 
So yeah, I could take that advice, right? And But I do have to take it within the context of who I am and where I've come from and what my learned experiences are. So you could say, do that and understand it. But if you're a white woman telling that to a black woman, understand that like, I do have to try it. I do have to take it, but also recognizing that there are a lot more hurdles that I will, you know, come to see um, and I will have to fight over that you won't truly. That's just what it is, bottom line. Um, so I would just, I, you have to take it all with context. Um, I don't think any advice is great universally, right? But I wouldn't get rid of it, but I, I wouldn't take it at its, <laughs> at its core, I guess you could. Like, uh, with, no, at face value, that's the word I'm looking for. I wouldn't take it face value. Yeah, I mean, you ain't wrong there. <laughs> you ain't wrong there. Uh, what I want to ask you now is, well, I've asked you first. I wanted to say this: that was something that was really hard for me to grasp, because uh, mm-hmm. I'm someone that I want to help. I want to. I want to help people. I want to solve people's problems. I want to make sure that it's very clear. It is a distinction there, and I right. think more of us were more of us were like me need to acknowledge that you don't want to help people. You want to solve people's problems because if you want to help people, you would help people in the way that they're looking to be helped. I like solving problems. And sometimes some people are not ready to get their problem solved yet. Some people don't want my black ass to solve their problem, like, or my male ass to solve their problem, or like, whatever the case may be, or my physically fit, or whatever the case, they don't want me to be the one, right? right. I'm not the one to give that message. So for you, have you ever been in the, the shoes, been in those shoes where you're the person that is giving advice to someone who, like why am I taking this advice from you and how does that make and if so how did that make you feel yeah I mean I guess for me it was more of like a let's say before I was woke and after I was woke right like so I did have a few times where you know we didn't really share a whole lot and it was very generic right like oh like you know don't get yourself down don't beat yourself up this is life you can get over it god's with you this and a third and again that advice wasn't necessarily bad or wrong but the context of it was all fucked up right like here i am telling somebody else like it's gonna be great and i'm in a position that they want to be in right so i'm telling them like just hold on like this and a third not really recognizing the traumas that they might have had, not really recognizing like the person that they are, not recognizing their race and ethnicity. Um, and though I think at the time I tried to make the best decision for, you know, where we were at in the context of, you know, the advice I was trying to provide, looking back on it, I'm like, oh shit, that may have come off a little bit pompous again right <laughs> like oh, the world is hard like you have to experience hard things you will succeed none of those things are wrong um and i didn't necessarily recognize where that person was at at that time after being woke i acknowledge those identities that i don't have right so i say like look i think let me, I'm trying to get a little bit more specific because I know it feels a little general. One of my students came to me and they were talking about whether or not they want to go to grad school, whether or not they want to move back to their, you know, their um, their um, home country or whether or not like they wanted to just get a job and kind of work. Like they were a little all over the place and they were talking about, you know, having a hard time with uh, 
you know, the pressures of a family and being a person of color, right? What does that mean? I believe she's of Asian descent. So she talked about that, right? Like my parents want me to do one thing. My siblings want me to do another thing. My heart is, in, he is here, but I'm a little confused. Um, and so I tried to relate as a person who is a person of color, right? To say like, I understand that. Here are all the things that I don't understand though. Um, and I want to recognize that. Here's my advice, but I'm also recognizing that I am not you. I am not, you know, I have not lived your experiences. I am, I am not a part of your culture, ethnicity, or race. Um, so here's the experiences that I have had and how I have struggled and what I've learned from those struggles. Hopefully this information will help you, um, but also recognizing that we are very different, <laughs> right? Like what you've experienced is not what I've experienced. And I feel like that comes off a little bit better, right? Because it's not dismissive of where they're coming from versus like, making the assumption that my advice is just all around universally helpful. <laughs> like, it's not, like, I'm not, I'm not, I can't fix your, I, and then I also tell them I can't fix your problem. Only you can fix your problem. Only you know what's best for you in this, in this moment. Um, and as somebody who wants to help you, here's the advice that I have, but you have to be the one to decipher to say like, this is what's helpful and this is what's not. And then go from there. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing I found in my life. Like I know what I need to do. Right, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it is so much. Oh my God! No, go ahead. Oh, I'm looking at trying to be cute. No. <laughs> no, please go. What I was saying is like it's so it's so easy to fix the issue, right? Like, duh, just do what you want to do, and like, you know, to a certain extent, I had to provide for my family, but to a certain extent, I did not, right? Like. I could be rebellious and say, fuck y'all, I'm out. Like, <laughs> y'all can do whatever over here, but I'm gonna follow what's my heart because this is these are my experiences that I lived through. I can't sit there and full consciously say like, yeah, girl, like, child, like, do what you gotta do, like, fuck some people. Because maybe she's a sole provider. Like, maybe there's, you know, heavier context there. So it's so much easier to wanna be like, here's this, this thing, one size fits all. That is such an American way of thinking about <laughs> helping people. It makes no fucking sense. Like to even have a mass produce help, you know, care book or whatever the fuck it is. Like to be honest, it is mad pompous, right? <laughs> like it is to be like, my idea is the best idea. Not to say you should never do it. Please follow your dream, right? And at the same time, recognize like that shit might, it, it, it ain't a one size fit all. It's really for all the size fours in the world. So if you happen to pick up this book and you're a size four, good for you. But if you're an eight, goddamn, no, I'm gonna say. Yeah, honestly, and I, I can't, as someone who's um, aspiring to be like in the fitness world and everything like that, I cannot stress this enough. Cookie cutter help will not help you. It will- Not even a little bit. It will give you little tidbits that feel like it's helping you. But at the end of the day, you need things tailored towards you and your experiences and stuff like that. So um, yeah. that's a really good point. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, that's everything I want to talk about with it. I, um, again, I'm not about to sit here and promote this book. I don't know the person, I'm not about to do that. But, um, <laughs> but again, like I said, I think it was a really good, um, it was something really good to consider. Just this idea of like, well, like, should I, one, the, the book itself, you know, what do I give a fuck about? What do I care about? Those are things to, um, good things to consider. But mm -hmm. also on the flip side of that, like, do my, like how much, how much should I consider my identity? 
right? Uh, like how much, like where's that line? Like where's that line between, is it even a line or is it the, I just need everybody to acknowledge the fact that this is what I'm experiencing and then we can go to the place of solving the problem. You know, right. what would you say? But my thing is also, if that's the case, right? Like if you're wondering these things or even if you take some of his things and you feel like it's helpful, like why not create that niche? He's created that niche, right? Like for all the white people in the world or maybe all the white men in the world, right? Like he was able to create something that's just like, here are your barriers, your mental barriers. And here's how you can overcome those mental barriers, right? Maybe for you or for anybody else who's looking to help people in the world, like think of what your niche is and try to implement that for everybody. Um, I know he may have thought it was for everybody and to a certain extent it is. But again, it is for those size four people in the world, right? Like for whoever it really is for, that's who it's gonna help the most. Um, and so create that. Like, I don't understand why our identities have to be such a bad thing or something that is, you know, such a, I can't believe you're acknowledging that we are not the same. Like you're an American, I'm an American. Absolutely not. This world does not function that way at all. Um, and unfortunately, until we're able to overcome it, revise it, re-burn it down, whatever version of the revolution that you're looking for, you know, happens, um, we do have to do a better job of recognizing like those identities make us hella special. And it's until we're able to acknowledge it and feel comfortable acknowledging it, like we're gonna struggle. That's, I think that's the biggest issue. A lot of people are not comfortable recognizing that their identities do make them different. And you can't bust through those doors without recognizing those identities. Even the highest paid black person on the planet had to recognize at some point, whether they want to fully acknowledge it or not, they had to recognize that that blackness will stop you. That woman will stop you, right? Like that uh, gender gonna stop you. That <laughs> sexuality is gonna stop, like it's gonna get in your way at some point. So you do have to recognize it, embrace it, and hopefully embrace other people's shit too. Like, I don't know, I'm going on a tangent, but fuck all that. Like, what do you mean? I really did. <laughs> <laughs> that just be a Betty. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, do you feel like we um covered everything that we want to cover? Yeah, I would say for somebody like you, I would ask for anyway for someone like you who does have a privilege to, I guess in certain ways, acknowledge your identities or not acknowledge your identities. How did you feel about like the book in totality or like, how do you feel about advice like that? And what did you take from, I wanna say take from the book, but take for, away from the concept of our conversation. The concept of this conversation or? or yeah, of our conversation, yeah. Um. Well, number one, I, um, it just reinforced that idea of when you want, if you say, if you sign up to say you want to help someone, you have to be able to help them how they want to be helped and when they want to be helped. Everybody wants to get out of a hole, eventually. But some people need to sit at the bottom of that bitch for a little bit. And just, and that was a wild concept for me to understand, but that's how some people operate, right? And um, it just reinforced that idea of, you know, at other people's pace. Um, and secondly, another thing I took from this was just like, is these shits can be really dangerous. Like, because you can read, you can read that book or listen to that summary or whatever the case may be. And 
you can say, well, why can't I just not give a fuck or choose the things I need to give a fuck about? And you start to blame yourself and it'll do the actually complete opposite of what the book was supposed to do, right? Um, so I'm really big on yes and messages. Whenever people have, um, you know, uh, the minute long TikTok or the Instagram, you know, talking into the face cam, talking into the camera, talking about whatever it is, whatever idea or motivation they're trying to sell. Like I'm really big on after you say all that. And also if you're not here yet, that's okay. Like that message saves lives and it needs to be said. Like it's okay if you're not here yet, but um, you know, that's not said because it doesn't sell. Yeah. It's so hard because we want to live against the grain, right? We're not recognizing that against the grain is hard as hell. (laughs) Like, have you ever tried to, I don't know, drive on in like a snow ditch? Like, it's hard. And the shit is friction. It don't, you know, it's not matching up. It's hard to get out of that type of ditch. And that's kind of sometimes how I feel about these self-help books, right? Like the society is the ditch and then the self-help book is like, just rev it. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, "Mm, no, because of the type of car that I have, I might need some like cat litter to help, you know, create. You said what? It's a really good analogy, actually. (laughs) Thank you. I mean, but like, that's what I, I see. Like I see myself trying to get out of this ditch using all the things and all the tools that they're telling me that I need not recognizing the terrain, not recognizing the car, not recognizing that the tools that you have and the tools that I need are two different tools. Um, So I think that, you know, taking in those people, their identities too, is very important. When you're picking up information and you're reading it, not to say that any of that information is wrong, but you do have to recognize the lens at what they're looking at it through. Um, That was some of the best advice. No, I was going to say, or you're going to be, like you said, you're going to be really sad because you're going to see yourself in one spot and they're telling you this is how you get to the next and you keep failing. And that's, that's huge. That's really big. That was one of the best lessons I learned in grad school. Like, whatever you read, whatever you consume, look up who's writing, reading, reading it, writing it, saying it, whatever the case may be, because that tells you a lot right. of what's be, what you're consuming. Because there's right. a lot between the lines or beyond behind the message or whatever the case be, whatever the medium is, there's a lot back there that's not being said or you're not consuming if you don't know who's the person behind the message, right? That's a fact, Jack. Yeah, because make America great again sounds good so you realize it's Trump. But <laughs> and you realize America was never great. All right, Wainers. <laughs> <laughs> but um, if you've made it to this point, one of two things has happened. Number one, you've listened to the whole episode and we're thankful for you tuning in. Or two, you're not really listening. This is just background noise for you. So if it's the first, please remember to like, subscribe, and share our content with at least one person you know who needs to hear that they don't need to give a fuck. And also not give a fuck about them self-help books that are telling them to not give a fuck. <laughs> Work, focus on your own journey. Focus on your own path. You know what I mean? Get your money, sis. Um, but yeah. Or someone that just needs a glass of wine and good conversation. Also, check us out on Instagram at the Wine Night Pod. If it was the second and you wasn't listening, thank you for the stream. Peace and love. But please make sure you like, subscribe, and share too. Bye, winery.